0: The Fantasy Six Pack Hour with your hosts, Joe Bob ah, you're awful, and AJ Applegar. It's Sinshu Chu. It's a mouthful.
1: All right, all right. Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of fantasy dot net. with the, With me, as always, my trusted co host AJ Eppigarth. How's it going, bro? Pretty good. I don't know if you can
0: see that, I, yeah, yeah, I can. It's
1: good. You are good. good. You can't see me today. I uh, decided to turn my camera off. I am. Uh, I am not feeling so hot, so I might be muting myself to sneeze or cough or something off camera. So I figured you guys didn't want to watch that. Um, so we just went with a still image of. Of my this beautiful face of mine. Um <laughs> uh, Yeah, man, so tomorrow's Thanksgiving, man. Happy Thanksgiving, AJ. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone who's listening and you know who who reads the site. Um, Absolutely.
0: Uh, Turkey Day is one of my one of my favorite holidays of, of the year, I feel like. Mostly for the food. Um also for the food. In your nasty cranberry sauce. Yes. Yes. I remember. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I don't even
0: know if I, I, I don't know if I did end up actually eating any last year though. I don't remember. I maybe I did. I who knows.
1: If you forgot, it's a sign that your body is telling you it's gross.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you don't need this. If you can't remember having it, you don't need it inside of me.
1: It's disgusting. Um Yeah, so uh yeah, we're headed up to to Jody's family like we always do, and doing things there. And then my mom's staying back here, cooking a little mini Thanksgiving dinner for herself. And you know we'll eat a little something with her, um, you know, with just the the family here. So big good time, lots of food. Uh, hopefully I feel better tomorrow because right now I just don't really feel like eating much. But all right, man, uh, let's let's get on with this and go to our trusted beer of the week <clears throat> mm, beer um so i'm i'm going with one that that you had just a couple of weeks ago that the stone pack that i usually buy switched up in the stores and they included this one in it it's the stone fear movie alliance double ipa um, i give this a 4 and a quarter on on Untapped. it's really good man it's a it's a pretty heavy IPA, not gonna lie, but uh, it's just it's one that I, I definitely like. It's actually an un—I think it's an un—is it unfiltered? Yeah, it's an unfiltered IPA. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about the unfiltered ones that, for the most part, I, I seem to I seem to enjoy them. What you got?
0: Uh, tonight I am drinking the original regular Southern Tier Pumpkin. I don't know if that's coming in okay, but. Uh, I had their their Nitro, uh, I guess, a month or so ago when we were doing shows in October.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that. uh, Yeah, the Pumpkin. I I
0: really liked that. But this is is the original. Very good. Uh, I figured, you know, you can't have Thanksgiving without pumpkin pie. So I'm drinking a Pumpkin beer in honor of that. Sure. uh, Pretty much after this holiday, I'm guessing Pumpkin is pretty much gone for the year. So. No,
1: it's all like winter spices and stuff like that. So, which are good than yeah. good than their own. So.
0: Yeah. I'm a, not a big winter beer fan, uh, but, I
1: I don't like the pumpkin stuff. So, I like the winter the winter ales a little bit more if I had to choose one. Yeah. So, moving on, we're we're going to uh, do a a slightly different show, you know, still doing our little headlines, but not as many deals going through them injuries, but uh, we'll get into this, to some Turkey Day award predictions, which will be fun, Uh, and then our usual picks at the end, but um, it's finally here. No more bye weeks. It's finally here, man. It's about Uh, damn time. (laughs) I I know, man. You know, it's something you got to deal with every year, but I had a... uh, Last week, like like we kind of said, was a pretty rough one going in with all the bye weeks. You know, there was only the four teams, which is pretty standard, but just the the number of players we were missing with all the injuries as well just really made it, it was kind of a low-scoring week, man, unless you just had like one or two of those guys that just blew up, <clears throat> the guy we'll mention next, um, then you probably didn't do very well. Uh, I, I had a bunch of scores in the 90s and, and actually won. It was pretty crazy, uh, just because nobody, nobody really performed, so... Speaking of big time, big time, uh, players, Lamar Jackson. I mean, my goodness, (laughs) this dude is incredible. Uh, there's really nothing else you can say, man. It's just, (sighs) he's blowing up. Uh, you know, he, he just he led up the Patriots a couple weeks ago. Uh, this past week on on Monday Night Football, embarrassed the Rams. I mean, almost ran for a hundred yards. He only threw for like I, I want to say it was like ninety five yards, but five touchdowns or something crazy like that. Like this is just absurd. Um, yeah, I, I mean. You know, for the longest time it was oh Russell Wilson's the the front runner for the MVP. Dak got his name in the in, in contention there with, with a, a good season. Um but I think at this point, right, it's gotta be Lamar. Like he's gotta be the front runner at this point. I mean, do you agree or
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean this guy has just really taken the reins since they were finally turned over to him last year and, and has done nothing but succeed and and get better. Um, I mean, it's really amazing to me how well he's done against these big teams that you would think, you know, most of them typically have been able to shut down opposing quarterbacks um, or, or at least keep them in check, but nobody can keep him in check. I mean, he's such a threat to run the ball, to throw the ball. I mean that that was the big knock is that he can't even throw the ball. Okay, yeah, this game he didn't have a lot of yards, but he got yards that mattered towards the end zone. I, I mean that's that's all you need. I mean I I just I just think we're seeing something that we haven't really seen before. And the comparison that I would make not to a football player but to uh, Zion Williams in college basketball because he came in and there was no one else you could really compare him to from the sport and, and, and basically looking at how he just dominated at his position. Um, you know, granted, Duke is always a monster powerhouse team, but he, he had – good surrounding cast i guess around him there and and duke and lamar has a good surrounding cast with him here they've got a a run first offense but they're just dominant
1: yeah they really did a good job of pretty much tearing down that offense when joe flacco was there and and after he left um just totally ripping it down and and making it Lamar Jackson's offense you know not trying to fit Lamar into a mold into an offense that didn't really fit his skill set um they went out and got guys like um like Hollywood Brown and those this is little speedster guys right that that really play yeah. into Lamar's game perfectly and it spreads the field out for him and when it does man and there's just not anything open he's not going to force the ball and you see that from his interceptions he's only got five on the year I mean he's got as many touchdowns as Russell Wilson. Yeah. I mean, and the the passer rating is like less than a point less than Russell Wilson. It's eleven points more than Dak Prescott. I mean, it's it's insane uh what he can do. And then I'm gonna flip to the next slide here. The rushing yards he's going to obliterate Michael Vick's record of over a thousand yards rushing in a season for a quarterback.
0: Yeah.
1: Obliterate. I mean, I I think at this point, like I don't know how you do not give him the MVP. Like he would literally have to, to just. I mean, he, he would have to have like three or four just miserable games in a row, and I just at this point, the way I've seen him play, I don't see it happening. So I don't,
0: I don't think I do either. I mean, he is the first quarterback you know, that I know of, at least in recent days or years, I guess, technically to beat both teams that were in the Super Bowl the year before, if you think about it.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. I I, didn't there's really probably look at other
0: that. people that have done it. I, I don't have any kind of stats in front of me on that issue, but he beat new England and a very, you know, tough, drag him down knock him out game and then he just walked all over the rams
1: i mean, dude, it was embarrassing the rams the rams just didn't look like they wanted to be there after a while and i don't blame them
0: oh, no they probably did they're like all right, whatever why do we have to play 60 minutes the game's over like we're not yeah. doing anything else. i mean he didn't
1: even play in the fourth quarter of that game <clears throat> none of the starters did actually yeah. saved one of my one of my matchups cuz i was playing against Mark Ingram and Mark Andrews and I was up by like thirty some points and the guy got within like twenty nine and a half and then they benched all the starters and I was like, oh my gosh it's <laughs> pretty phenomenal. So uh yeah, kinda saved my butt that they blew him out. <clears throat> so you know th- all of this talk, right? And then I start hearing on Sirius XM radio, I think it's fantasy alarm. I start seeing on Twitter all over the place that there is legit talk that people are talking about Lamar Miller being Lamar Miller, Lamar Jackson. I do that all the time. Lamar Jackson being a first round fantasy football pick next season.
0: (sighs) I don't,
1: I don't don't know, man. It, I I get the argument, right? I get the argument. Like his season pace, the slide up right now, the season pace It's 3,500 yards passing, 35 touchdowns passing, 7 interceptions, 1,275 rushing yards and 9 touchdowns. Now, let's think about it. If there was a running back who had 1,275 rushing yards and 9 touchdowns, that running back would be a first-round pick. He does it, and he gets all the passing stats on top of it. Yeah. I mean... I see it. I really do, but I want to get your take on it.
0: I absolutely see it, and it's not going to surprise me one bit to see it happen, um, especially in something like a Scott Fishbowl. Like he will be.
1: Well, yeah. Be- I, take take, take take flex format leagues. Format take flex it. leagues out of it. Super flex mm-hmm. leagues out of it. That's not that doesn't count. I'm talking your standard one quarterback, 12 team league. You know, would you legit take him, you know, end of first round, early second round or what? Like, would you do it?
0: Yeah. I mean, if he's, if I have a late first round pick and he's still sitting there on the turn, I'm taking him in the second round. Um, but he might not be sitting there. I mean, that's the problem. I, I think based on this season, he's, he's going to be like next year's Pat Mahomes. Um, he's just going to completely dominate the off season talk. Uh, and, and like pre draft season talk is really where I'm going with that. And, and you know, that's, that's what's going to happen. You know, everybody is just going to jump on this bandwagon and and go with it. I mean, the only bad game he's had is the Pittsburgh game. And, you know, he had 161 passing yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Uh, I don't have the rushing stats for, from that game, but he only had, you know, in the Yahoo League that I'm looking at, he only had 15.34 points. His next worst game was at KC. So both road games. But then you look at the road games he's done since then. And it's at Cincinnati. Or I'm sorry. At Seattle. At Cincinnati. And then at the Rams. And he's just. The Seattle game was the the worst of those three. The other two were huge games. But that's just it. You know, he's. He doesn't need to throw for 300 yards because he's getting 300 yards total, <clears> you know, or, or thereabouts.
1: And it's he better because impression. he's getting so many rushing yards. I mean, that counts for more. I saw yeah. I saw Ray Flowers on Twitter, you know, kind of go off in this rant where he's like, I think rushing yards for quarterbacks should be worth less or whatever. And I'm going, I mean. How are you going to do that? I, I, I mean, you can. You, you legit can. I think I think you can figure out a way to split it up, especially in, like, my fantasy leagues and stuff like that. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it would have to be a custom setting, and that's stupid because no one's... If, <clears throat> if that's your league setting, you're only doing that to punish somebody else who drafted Lamar before you did.
1: Yeah, you're basically and punishing the guys, and you're basically making... You know Lamar not totally irrelevant but you're making Lamar and Josh Allen and you know Trubisky if he ever gets his head out of his ass um and those types of guys kind of irrelevant at this point because like you, you so much of their value comes really from their legs their yeah it's it's tough man like I, I don't I don't totally agree with it I see where he's coming from a little bit but I, I I don't really I don't really agree with it I I wouldn't I wouldn't go that route um I just don't think that's fun um I mean, you know, we see it every year though. There's always one quarterback, right, that like just kind of balls out and like everybody goes absolutely bonkers for him the next year. And this year's this year it's Lamar Jackson. I mean, it is what it is. People are going to go all out for him. Um you know, it's interesting, right? So I had I had um I had Keith put together a slide of like the top 10 fantasy quarterbacks um seasons. Uh, he went as far back as 1998 with Steve Young. Um, now, right now, Lamar is on pace for 28.06 fantasy points per game. Um, last year, if my computer were to go faster, it was Patrick Mahomes that was at this crazy rate, right? He, be- between... Oh, man, my computer is just being dog slow. Between week one and week sixteen, Patrick Mahomes, I think, had a 26, 26.6 average. The next closest quarterback was Ben Roethlisberger, twenty one point eight. So a good what five points more. Um, Lamar is a good five points ahead of Russell Wilson. I mean, so it's like the same thing. Yeah. And now you're looking. You're looking at Patrick Mahomes this year. And look, he's not bad, but he's in the middle of the pack as far as average, right? Not middle of the pack. as far Middle of the pack as far as like, you know, he's with the rest of the good quarterbacks. Average per game, Patrick Mahomes is a 21.8. Patrick Mahomes this year was going number two in, in the second round of every, is, is what I meant, number two. He was going in the second round of almost every draft I was in. And are you happy with 21.8 points per game for Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely. Look at where you got Patrick Mahomes in 2018. Look at where you got Lamar Jackson in 2019. Look at where you probably got Peyton Manning in 2013, Tom Brady in 27, like Aaron Rodgers in 2011. Like, I don't know the ADPs of these guys that, you know, that far back, but I know for a fact that Patrick Mahomes was like barely drafted last year. Lamar Jackson was going like QB 20 early in drafts, like early in like, if you're talking like June and July, Um, he crept up the board near the very end, but it still wasn't like, you know, he was a top five quarterback going, he was a value. And to me, that is why I'm not doing it. You know, I'm thinking like next year, right? Like Kyler Murray is probably going to be a top 12 quarterback, but I'd rather have somebody like Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray, who's going to go in around like eight or nine. It could potentially be this year's Lamar than taking Lamar and have him go back to the mean and get my running backs, my receivers, that I know I need to get, because I need more of them. Yes, Lamar is awesome, and if you hit on him, you hit on one of these like stud quarterback years, it makes a huge difference. But they don't always happen. You know?
0: True, but... I don't know. I still think that he's just—he's just shown something that we haven't seen before.
1: We said that from Pat Mahomes last year, and he has regressed well, to the mean this year.
0: Yeah, but he—the also- good
1: mean. He's still—he's still above, way above average. But if yeah. you were taking Patrick Mahomes, were you expecting twenty-one point eight points per game at a quarterback from him? No, you were expecting twenty-five
0: something more expecting 25. you were expecting
1: 25 at least a game yeah now he's had those games but he hasn't had those games either that's my point lamar efficiency the quarter the
0: yeah, you got these it, you nfl got
1: defenses it. will figure him out they're not going to 100 percent stop him but they will yeah. figure him out plus you're gonna see like offensive line will change for him running backs will change for him receivers will change for him. The defense may not be as good to keep him on the field as much for him next year. There's oh, so man. many variables that play into Lamar Jackson, not repeating this next year that I will not take him in the first or the second round next year. Y'all can have him. I will load up at receiver and running back like I do every single year and wait till eight, nine, 10 to take my quarterback and I'll be perfectly fine.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I agree that you can, Wait and get a quarterback later. We talk about that every year, but he's got Ingram there. He's gonna have Hollywood and and Gaskin there for years to come. You know, at least three more years for their rookie. team. I mean, he's got there Mark
1: Andrews and he's a stud. You know, he Mark Andrews. You know, Justice is a- Hill is, is good. I, I get it, man. You know, they've got some There's, young guys there that are still gonna all- be around.
0: He's- that I don't really see going anywhere anytime soon. Now, offensive line, maybe I, I'm not sure, but yeah,
1: I'm not sure either. I mean, I'm just throwing about yeah. just like I'm just talking variables in general. Like yeah. there's just a lot of variables in play, and just like the efficiency he is showing, um, I, I it just it's. We said this in in the quarterback uh, preview show when we talked about Pat Mahomes, right? There's not been a quarterback. To repeat the level of efficiency he has had back to back years. Ever. Not Tom Brady, not Peyton Manning. Ever. Lamar's not gonna do it again. Yes, he's got the legs to help keep his floor super high. Um, but again, like you just kinda wonder like at some point, and it happens with every running quarterback, the coaches say, Hey, let's bring it in just just a little bit. Just a little bit, just a little bit, a little bit more. Happens every year, right? Because they get older, their bodies start breaking down more. Now he's a young guy, um, but you got to worry about that. Like one hit, dude. These running quarterbacks, it's it's scary. Like the one hit toast. Um,
0: yeah, but you got to hit him first.
1: <laughs> that's true. He doesn't get hit a lot. It <laughs> feels like.
0: And, and when they try to hit him, he s- spins off of them like a, somebody's just sitting there pounding. R2, 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 juking. You know? <laughs> circle, circle, circle. Um,
1: yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm, in, I'm in the camp that I won't do it. Um, you know, once I really start breaking down next year's draft and things like that, maybe you will get convinced that, that he's worth, you know, that kind of value. I just don't buy it because I, I think the quarterback, I mean, who would have thought Dak Prescott was going to be the number three quarterback this season as far as average per game so far?
0: I mean, if you go all the way back to the preseason And my quarterback preview article I, I think I did highlight how good Dak would be I mean, Yeah, but um, number
1: three overall as far as points per game
0: biting my tongue a bit because I'm <sighs> Eagles I'm not a Cowboys fan, but um, right. No, I didn't I didn't predict him to be number three um, Right, I mean, like, you know, Matt he was, Stafford he was, you a, know. he was a popular sleeper pick
1: Yeah but again, you could have gotten him super late and you were perfectly fine. Um Absolutely. you know, Matt Stafford before he had the back injury, he was killing it, dude. I, I just I don't was, I don't yeah, buy I mean, this going to go go after quarterbacks early. I don't care who it is. It's just so hard is, to repeat that.
0: All of this is gonna be cyclical because next year people are gonna jump on Lamar when they he was getting drafted what? Eight, nine, ten, eleven? Last year, or this year. Later, in a lot of leagues. Dak was getting drafted really late. He's going to jump up. You know, the Wilsons are still going to be high. The Watson is still going to be up there. Yeah, Rodgers better fall. Uh, Rodgers is going to drop like a rock, dude. He sucks. You know, Josh Allen should jump up a little bit. Yep. Cousins might jump up a little bit. You know, Mahomes is still going to be high. So, there's still going to be people... Because of these other showings from quarterbacks that were drafted late this year, those guys are bo- moving up, and then bumping all these other guys down. Yeah. So you're, no, you're I agree. To find value later. <clears throat> yeah. It's it's just not going to be Lamar value, in, in my opinion, personally.
1: Yeah, I mean that's. It's very interesting, you know. I, I didn't dig into all these guys to see how they finished in the, the very next year, but I know for a fact that that 2015 Cam Newton year was another one where, like the, not the bottom fell out, but like he definitely did not repeat anywhere close to that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just, it seems to happen every single time. So, all right, man. So I, I've got a little bit of a rant if I can keep my voice in it for a little bit longer. Excuse me one second. <laughs> Dude, so 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 the trade deadline just passed in just about every league. It might be open in, in some, but I think for the most part, trade deadline's gone. Um, so in one of my leagues, right? It's a the, these are both dynasty leagues. Keep in mind, um, there was a trade went down. It was like the next to last place team has Dalvin Cook, right? The number two team, uh got. Got Dalvin Cook in a trade for, in my opinion, chump change. He sent the number two, the 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 next to last place team, Kevin Coleman, who cares? Just a guy. Kelvin Harmon, we have literally no idea if this guy's going to be any good. Yeah, he made a phenomenal one-handed catch this past week, but like, uh, okay. And then a 2020 first-round pick. Now, keep in mind, this is the number two team That sent him this pick. So it is the next to last pick in the first round. Yes, this draft is supposed to be stacked. But are you really finding a better replacement for Dalvin Cook at that point? I mean, Dalvin Dalvin Cook's young. He's awesome. And I asked the guy. He was just like, oh, you know, by the time my team is good again, Dalvin won't be there. And I'm like, I'm like, what? Dude, like. No, this is wrong. You have no idea if the guy you're getting is going to be any good. Yeah. Da- Dalvin's played one and a quarter seasons, it feels like. So, like, he's got fresh legs. So, what are you talking about? Um, I don't know. Yeah. That trade just bothers me, man. I just, these bad trades just irritate the hell out of me. Like, be smarter than this, people. Am I overreacting to that trade?
0: So it was Dalvin Cook for Campbell.
1: and Coleman, Harmon, and a late first-round pick next season. I mean, Coleman's a nobody. I mean, they're already like, if everybody was healthy, he would split the backfield between four people. Um, (laughs) Harmon.
0: No, I I still think him, him and Breda, healthy, to me, are are kind of one A, one B there. Yeah, but still,
1: like if you look uh, at Coleman's season, like it's been okay. Cook's the number yeah, but, two running back by a mile, bro. Like obviously no, it's McCaffrey, I'm not but
0: doubting that. I'm just I'm just trying to walk myself through it here, and that I mean, I just it's a rookie only draft because of the dynasty, right? Yes, not, it's not anything other redraft, whatever. Yeah, I mean you're losing the the next, you know, CMC in my mind. For, yeah. I for don't know if I'd go there,
1: but yeah, it's
0: <sighs> Well, he's he's right behind him in my mind as far as draft wise goes. Well, yeah, he's
1: Yeah, I think next year, you know, like if CMC's in the number seconds, 1 easily and then it's a mix and match between Cook, Saquon, and Zeke, and Kamara, I think will be a distant fifth.
0: Yeah, I think he's leapfrogged Kamara at this point. Um, Zeke and Saquana, and not yet. So it's it's those those three, and then him as the top tier. Yeah, of next tier. I don't know. But
1: this trade was just like I mean, it just felt like he donated the number two team. I don't like it. And no. I mean, by-
0: you you hate to say won and lost a trade, but uh, dude, I think you lost that trade. I
1: just like, hate the fact that like and and I know in Dynasty like this is kinda how it works, right? But like get something back in return of value that's really going to help you. You know yeah. next to immediately. You know, it, it's why why settle for like, oh, question marks? Um and and you just throw the balance off of the league too. Like that's, that's my thing with trades. Like I don't, I don't like just tossing players out there and be like, Oh, I'll just take whatever I get. I just want something because I don't want this guy anymore. If it means that like, you're just, you're basically handing a team a championship. Uh, I, I've never really enjoyed those types of trades and I don't ever. Yeah. Um, I, I never, I never offered trades like that. If I'm the team getting like the better, you know, getting the player who's going to help me, I just never offer trades like that. Um, yeah, now I say I that. Don't
0: think it's going to be, I, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's going to help that guy basically seal the victory this year. You know, I
1: but- don't think it hurts this guy at all. Do you think about it? He gave up Tevin Coleman, who gives a crap. Calvin Harmon, who gives a crap. And a twenty twenty late first rounder for Dalvin Cook. I don't think it hurts this guy at all going forward. He got a young stud running back who's probably going to be better than whoever gets picked in the late first round, and he's going to be better than Tevin Coleman. Probably better than Tevin Coleman and whoever gets picked in that first round. That's where I'm like, what the hell? It just doesn't it just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. You legit hurt your team's future by trading by making this trade.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. And I, I, mean, I don't. I'm in a dynasty league now for the first time. Uh, well, first time ever, actually, for football. I don't think I've ever done dynasty in football, but I don't like. I just don't really care about my draft picks. I mean, I get that. This no, class- I don't. I don't either. I don't either. I guess that this class is going to be. Great. What would he do? Like, they're rookies. Like, they're they're still like. Hollywood Brown has had a really good season for a rookie, but he's been super inconsistent. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the best rookie is Josh Jacobs. Yeah, arguably.
1: Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's this is crazy. Now I say I don't, you know, do these trades where I'm giving up the best player by a mile and then you know taking back question marks. However, in a different Dynasty League, I was trying to trade, and the guy I was trading with, I will not say his name, but he is in the industry. Uh, he's a big DFS player, also obviously a, obviously a big Dynasty season-long player. Uh, he was asking initially for Julian Edelman. Now, our team is... Me and Keenan share this team, um, and we're we're kind of on the fringe of like making the playoffs but we were like no you know what we're really not that good uh we need to get rid of julian edelman while he's 34 years old and just clean house so we already got rid of saint emmanuel sanders who's already old and like breaking down as we can see every single week it's like a new injury um so we got rid of him uh now so this this guy comes at us and he's like oh we want we want julian edelman okay uh, what what can you offer? Like we want picks or like prospects. You know we're looking for the future, and we were like we you know we'd like a second round pick for him if you if you want that. I'm good with that yeah. at that point. Um, he comes back and he says we'll give you Nikhil Harry, and I was like ah, Nikhil Harry's a big question mark, but he was a he was a good prospect. Fine, I'm good. And then he goes, you know what? Actually, that's too much. We want Edelman and Sanu and David Johnson for. Moncrief and and Harry and somebody else we were like and the other guy was like a total garbage player too we were like what no hey what you're not getting David Johnson you're not buying David Johnson low from us um I get that he looks like an 80 year old man at this point but I'm banking on the fact that he's gonna turn this around at least a little bit from what he's doing and he's not gonna be total poo next year um I might be wrong, but I'm not selling for nothing. Because Moncrief is probably a cut candidate next season for us. Like, what does that do for us? Um, He's like, okay, well... So we finally, like, broke it down a little bit. We were like, okay, Edelman, Sanu, and or Cobb. Like, I'll happily throw in Cobb. Um, All three for Nikhil Harry. That felt like a no-brainer for him, in my opinion. Nikhil Harry's question mark. He's played two games. Um, caught Four passes total. Uh, Edelman is going to make him a favorite to win the league this year. Sunu, this was before Sanu was hurt, by the way. Uh, and Cobb's coming on strong. So he gets depth and you know a very good player who can help him this year in, in Edelman. Um, for Nikhilah Harry, who is a legit question mark. Um, he was like, uh, no, I still want DJ thrown in. I, I don't want Sanu anymore. I want Edelman and DJ. And I was like, no. He goes, all right, well, what about Thielen? I'm like, what? What? And he goes, well, Thielen's old. And I'm like, no. No. Now, I was surprised to find out that Thielen is 29 years old going on 30. I did not know I did not know that. However, that is not old. He's got two, three, four years left of good production. In my opinion. So, like, no.
0: I I had that same argument with Uh, a guy in my dynasty league because he was trying to trade like everybody in the league he was trading with, you know, and and he's had some good ones go through um, that, that helped him out and got him what he needed. And, and then, you know, he was kind of trying to just build draft picks, but he's like looking at like, well, yeah, like I don't I don't want this guy or that guy and I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's 30 years old. I'm like yeah, he's 30 years old. He's a receiver. Receivers don't get beat up anywhere near as much as any other offensive player. Right. That is is going to be drafted in dynasty. Their their, you know, window of opportunity is way longer. And you know, I I gave the example of Edelman. And I said, well, look at Edelman. He's, what, 34.
1: And think about Thielen and Edelman comparison, right? They're kind of the – Edelman's a much, you know, smaller slot, that yeah. guy. But Thielen kind of plays that inside. Now, he does play a little outside too. But um, yeah. the comparison is there to where, like, those guys can last. Now, Thielen's got the hamstring injury, and that's not helping this case right now. But – I don't know, man. To me, it's just like this guy was just trying to fleece me, and I was getting really annoyed at him. Like, yeah, like what are you? Honestly, though, he's done it to a few people in the league where he's completely trade raped them, Um, and it's it's really annoying. And you kind of like you talk to him afterwards, and he just laughs, and you're like, "Why are you a jackass?" Like, don't be. I don't know. To me, like I don't want to be the guy who just like takes advantage of people who are worse than me and don't know what they're doing and just Dominates the league because people are stupid. But he tries to pull that crap over on me and Keenan. And we were like, no. Fuck off, dude. We basically did. We told him, like, no. You're not getting two top 20 receivers and or, you know, David Johnson for one rookie who's played two games. And last week, he played one game before we, before we talked to him, you know, before we, you know, decided to say no. So, like... Yeah. I was like, you're out of your mind, dude. So I don't know, just be smart people, guys. Like just You know, it It's all supposed to be fun. I get you wanna win. Uh, you know, this league, like, there's really not that much money on, on the on the line. I, I don't see why it's fun to just because what ends up happening and and it's happening. It's happening in other, you know, uh, happening in like my dynasty baseball league, right? Now this was because nobody drafted very well. My team just accumulated so much talent. There was legit talk before I kind of changed some rules around to kind of even things out as commish. Um, there was legit talk that they were going to shut down the league or they wanted to like reboot because I accumulated yeah. so much talent off of the draft and off of waivers, etc. That they were just annoyed with it. So it was just kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's not fun to just dominate the league over and over and over again. It is fun to, like, make it competitive, but we should move on. All right, man. Um, Let's give some injury talk.
0: Um, Yeah, I can go through some of these if you want. Yeah, Uh, go ahead, man. All right, so quarterbacks. uh, not, Not necessarily an injury, but Andy Dalton. As back as the Cincy starter um, the, I don't even know the guy's name that was in place of him uh, so that probably isn't good for me but Finley, <laughs> I was like I know I know the hell his name it's right there the Finley experiment is over and Cincinnati is still uh, defeated so they're going back to Dalton and I guess that was good enough for them um, Jeff Driscoll is a game time decision. Um, but I actually, yeah, uh, no, I wrote these notes this afternoon.
1: Driscoll's out. They're going to play. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't even know the guy who's playing.
0: The rookie is going to start the game for them. Um, yeah. Un- undrafted rookie, David uh, Lau will yeah. start a quarterback for the lions tomorrow. Um, uh, Driscoll will serve as his backup. Uh, he's got a hamstring injury that he's been dealing with, so I mean, he's only going like to play if
1: he gets hurt. So it's yeah, bad, well, man.
0: This, right? Um, this is on from two hours ago from Michael Rothstein, ESPN staff writer. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah,
1: I mean Galladay and Jones. Honestly, in my opinion, they drop. Pretty oh, yeah. far in the rankings. Like I, I honestly, I, I hope you have better options than than them. I I don't want to start either one of them.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, so what? Uh, I mean, with Dalton back though, it's getting get, Let's go back to that for a second because I totally missed this other side note there. Mixon was starting to get a heavy workload with Finley, so. Do you think that continues with Dalton back or does Mixon just kind of fall back into obscurity from the earlier season days? Yeah, I
1: don't know, man. Um, I want to believe that the coaching staff knows that they got to run this offense through Mixon. They, they've probably seen enough at this point. Um, I mean, Dalton can command the offense a little bit better. Um, the The move did kind of shock me. Like I never really thought that Finley gave them the better chance to win. Um, so, I I, I want to believe that they're going to give Mixon the same kind of workload, um, but it's kind of a it's kind of a wait and see. Honestly, at this point, we just don't really know. I mean, all we can go on is the fact that he wasn't getting this workload when Dalton was in there the entire early part of the season.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see see what happens there. Obviously, um, I'm hoping that he continues to play well, so we'll find out. Uh, but as I said, Driscoll, game-time decision. Uh, we already talked about Galladay Jones dropping. So let's move on to running backs here. Uh, the Chase Edmonds is likely to play this week, apparently. So nice. who who is the Arizona running back that you want to play at this point, knowing oh. this?
1: <laughs> it's not David Johnson. That's for damn sure. Um I mean, I think it's going to be a bit of a split workload between Edmonds and and uh, Drake at this point, but um, it's just kind of, I don't know. It, it's honestly still like there's there's so many unknowns at this point because we haven't seen those two healthy in the same games, so
0: yeah. So yeah, Johnson, I I think I actually dropped DJ today in my one Yahoo league. I just. I'm over it. I'm, I'm tired of wasting a roster spot on somebody that isn't playing. And I need to... I'm in the playoffs right now, but I still need to win this week. Um, so I went and... I don't even remember who the hell I picked up honestly. Uh, that's how bad it was. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, I picked up uh, Benny Snell. Because he was sitting out there and Sounds like he's gonna potentially get some more work now. So yeah,
1: Connor's out at least another week or two. It seems like so. Yeah, we'll get to so that here.
0: He, he, for whatever reason, passed through waivers, uh, which I was kind of surprised about. Um, but it looks like somebody also picked up uh, Singletary after the fact. But I like I like Snell's upside better, honestly. So, all right. We got here uh, Marlon Mack, uh, hand issue, still out. Damien Williams has not practiced uh, so far this week. He is dealing with that rib injury that he suffered last week. His outlook does not look good uh, for, for this weekend to play. Uh, so that gives basically McCoy. And Daryl um, Williams. And Darryl Williams, the, the splits there. Uh, maybe a little bit of Darwin. Who knows? Nah. Uh, huh. Doubtful. But, uh, I mean, Darrell Williams has been the most trusted back there. So, um, I, I think he'll end up getting a, a good amount this weekend as well. Uh, Jordan Howard's still not practicing with a shoulder injury. Uh, James Connor, we just mentioned, it's a little longer regarding his shoulder injury. And uh, Matt Breda, who we talked about a little bit earlier, he did return to practice, but he's facing the Ravens this week at home.
1: I'll take the receivers here, if you don't mind. Uh, Not not really looking forward to that. Yeah. So we got got Julio Jones' shoulder. He's going to be a game-time decision Thursday night, everybody. So keep an eye on that one. Kind of looking like on the wrong side of out – on the wrong side of questionable, I mean, so – uh definitely a big blow to that offense. Helps the New Orleans defense. Uh helps Calvin Ridley. It's at least as long as Marshall and Lattimore is out. Uh if Marshawn Lattimore is in and on Ridley, yikes. Um Tyreek Hill looking like he'll play Mike Williams was limited today. There's really no saying why. It could have just been like a rest day or something. Um Adam Thielen still not practicing They apparently uh something scared them on Monday because there initially was talk that he was going to be good. And then like something made him freak out and he's not practicing still. Um, Julian Edelman and Mohamed Sanu are both limited. Um, I expect Edelman to play. He's been questionable like all year long. Um, I'm unsure about Sanu. seems like he's not going to. Uh, Golden Tate is in the concussion protocol. Um, Apparently he got the concussion like making the catch his touchdown catch last week um like maybe the way he fell or something i didn't really see the play so it kind of stinks though hunter Renfro, he's out with broken ribs apparently it's broken ribs and like a punctured lung um and i've seen people come back yeah. like crazy quick from that but that just seems super scary i don't know how people can do that um nelson aguilar and alshon jeffrey are both expected back question for you man does it matter i mean they are playing miami I mean, do we suddenly left his offense this week?
0: No. They've been um, broken all year, dude. It's been awful. I, I don't care if they're playing Miami. I It's super Miami, high hopes for this Miami, team. So, the, the reverse psychology works against me and the Eagles. actually a <laughs> game.
1: Yeah, and... Uh, Last for receivers here, we got Juju, no longer in the concussion protocol, but he still did not practice because he's got that knee injury as well, so you can't forget about that, so he's no lock to play. A um, couple tight ends here, we got David Njoku, he is eligible to return this week, but it hasn't been decided yet. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, he's also, uh, he's got a shoulder injury. I wrote down that he's likely to play, I feel like I meant the right. unlikely, I'm not really sure. Uh, Eric Ebron, he's out for the season, and... Uh, Evan Ingram is still not practicing, so not a good sign there. Zach Ertz randomly popped up on the injury report today with a hamstring injury. So, the, I mean, I'd rather have Zach Ertz and Alshon and uh, Aguilar <laughs> for, for me. But um, <laughs> it's just more bad news for the Eagles, dude. And then yeah. uh, Delaney Walker is been placed on the season-ending IR finally. He's been out for a good while here, so it's been uh, – Uh, who knows if this is the last time we'll see Walker. Hopefully, hopefully it isn't. He's a good player, man. All right. So we want to have a little fun. Uh, you know, we usually do our, our week 13 picks, but with Turkey day being tomorrow, uh, and you know, Fox and CBS and everybody, they like to give out their little awards. The, uh, the Turkey leg awards and the, I don't forget what CBS does. Like some sort of like iron trophy or something I forget um we're gonna give out some beer awards so uh we're gonna do growler for best individual defensive player um 12 pack for standout offensive player and then we're gonna do a case for the best overall team you know something they can share um not that you can't share a 12 pack and you probably should but uh yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so let's start with the growly man defense. What um, what do you what are you feeling here for defensive performances? Uh, performance. I will
0: have to go with Mr. Khalil Mack and Mr. Kyle Fuller from the Bears.
1: Oh, we're get, we're getting a combo award. All right, it happens a lot, so I, I get it.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think they're both just going to have solid, uh, solid games here. I mean, it's just going to be, it's just going to be ugly for Detroit. And I do usually like Detroit on Thanksgiving, but not, not against this defense, and not with a rookie quarterback.
1: An undrafted rookie quarterback, nonetheless. I, yeah. I feel you, man. Had, had I made these notes. Uh, after the news came out, like you did, that Driscoll wasn't playing, I probably would have picked Khalil Mack or Kyler Fuller, <laughs> like one of those guys. But instead, I went with Cameron Jordan, plays for the Saints, going to go against Atlanta, and, you know, they got totally shut down uh, a couple weeks ago when these guys played. Atlanta just came to play and stuck it to them. Um, so I think there's going to be a little bit of comeback here, a little revenge. Cameron Jordan's gonna get a strip sack, fumble, touchdown. I think, um, and that's gonna seal it for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what... definitely with the Jordan pick too. That's a always a solid option there. Um, so for my twelve pack, I standout
1: am... offensive player.
0: What's that? Standout,
1: standout offensive. offensive player. I'm just reminding people listening oh. what the hell we're talking about. <laughs>
0: I am going to stick with that Saints and Falcons game, and I'm going to go with uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, All right,
1: so you're banking on Marshawn Lattimore not playing.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, a little bit of that, and also potentially Julio. Uh, yeah, he's that's true. That's true. Shoulder injury. So, um, I, I mean, just looking at, at what Ridley's done the past two weeks alone against division opponents as we talked about last week. Uh, eight targets, eight receptions, 143 in a touchdown against Carolina. And then 14 targets. Only managed six receptions but still 85 yards in a touchdown last week against Tampa Bay. Um, he didn't really do that well against New Orleans three weeks ago. But he only had five targets and three catches. So I definitely think he's going to exact a little revenge this week.
1: I feel you. So mine's going to be, I mean, maybe I went chalk, but I don't see how you can blame me. Michael Thomas, you know, I don't believe that the Falcons defense is as good as it has been uh, the last couple of weeks. And I think Michael Thomas is going to, Come out to play on Thanksgiving and and you know, just do Michael Thomas things, man, like ten catches, yeah. hundred and twenty yards and touch or two, you know, like he's just gonna dominate.
0: Yeah, he's he's just awesome this year. I mean he really should be in the MVP talk a little he bit. He is more. a little bit, but he ain't gonna get
1: it. Same way as McCaffrey. It,
0: well, yeah. I mean it's it's hard it's quarterback it's a quarterback award. Other quarterback
1: so yeah. all right what do you got for case best overall team
0: my case award is just gonna go with undrafted rookie quarterback equals time to feast on turkey day do it do it uh.
1: Man, I, I hope their offense can can back that up. I'm just, I'm not feeling their offense at all. Um, but yeah, uh, but I hear you, man.
0: If I had to uh, pick some sort of a like call it the Zima with a sour apple Jolly Rancher award for the worst performance, it would go to probably Mitchell Trubisky and Chicago's offense, uh, or the
1: they, Detroit offense that's uh, going to be. Totally crappy. Well, yeah, it's,
0: it's kind of a toss up between the two, but uh I, I don't know. This this could easily turn into like a nine to six game, Ugh. or a thirteen Yay. to seven game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, man. So mine is gonna be. I'm gonna stick with my theme of all the Saints and go with the New Orleans Saints, best team. I think they want their revenge. Uh, Michael Thomas obviously gonna ball out. The defense gonna ball out. Uh is gonna finally get back into action here. Yeah, you know, he's looking okay, but not like not Kamara like. Um I just I think this is gonna be a big game from the Saints, man. All around. Yeah. So I right, man, let's finish some things off here quickly with, with our week thirteen picks. Um I'll start up here with the highest scoring game. I'm going Vikings and Seattle. Um like it. might shock some people because I think, you know, you think the Vikings defense is not going to be, you know, super high scoring on either side. But, you know, Seattle was kind of shut down last week by the Eagles defense, kind of shockingly. Yep. Um, but I think, you know, they'll get back in gear. They've been good even against good defenses. Um, they're just, you know, Russell Wilson's just Russell Wilson, right? Uh, and the Vikings offense has been good this year, even without Thielen. So, and Seattle's defenses, you can score on them. So there's – yeah, I just think this could be a pretty high-scoring game that might surprise some people. What are you looking at? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So I'm looking at Mr. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens versus the 49ers. Um, you know, we've seen the Ravens, like we said, already go in and beat up on a ton of really good teams. Um really over the last five weeks. So we'll see if they can do it again. I mean they're <laughs> gonna to be tough at home It's a this bold going
1: call, to be, man. It's a bold call.
0: It's gonna be an amped up amped up uh, crowd here in Baltimore and Is it in
1: Baltimore or is, Baltimore. is it in San Fran?
0: No, it's it's here.
1: Huh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. He wrote the opposite on the no, I didn't. on the sheet. We need to versus was... 49ers, the team on the right's the home team. Just telling you. All right. Anyway.
0: No. If it, if the team on the right was the home team, then it would say Ravens <clears throat> at 40.
1: Okay. All right. We'll argue about that later. Anyway. Yeah. It's a bold call, man. I don't know. Um. Sorry if I. I thought I was on mute. I think I sneezed into the damn microphone about two minutes ago. So, apologize for that, everybody. Um, so, my lowest scoring game is going to be Eagles at Dolphins. Um, this Eagles offense, even with being potentially fully healthy, I just don't believe in it. Um, and the the Dolphins aren't looking awesome. You know, they they put up some points here and there, but not consistently enough to to be anything that you want to trust and the Eagles have shockingly looked pretty solid on defense you know if anything this is the defense I want to start this week you know I want to stream the the Eagles defense uh, so yeah. uh, but we're talking more offensive players at this point when we do the highs and lows scoring fantasy games
0: yeah, so, yeah what's yours alright so mine I'm going with Colts versus Titans um just not a lot to to really love about this game uh I mean look back to uh to week two and the, the final was 19 to 17 indie over Tennessee so hey man I think don't knock that Ryan Tannehill. close to that I mean it might be like 21 23 to, to 17 maybe 23 20 something like that it's it's gonna be a low scoring game though
1: yeah I guess that man, Ryan Tannehill's been pretty damn good. So,
0: yeah, he's he's don't don't knock on him taken over and, and been much better than Mariota. So, yes,
1: yes, he has. That hasn't been that wasn't hard to do. That's not hard to do. <laughs> no, Mariota's been pretty trash, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, man, sleepers here, quarterbacks. I'm going Baker Mayfield. I mean, this dude's been kind of balling out the last couple of weeks. Um, twenty-two and twenty-five fantasy points. Uh before that I believe it was seventeen and eighteen, so you know, that's not that's nothing, man, but I saw him on the fantasy pros rankings down at like twenty two. Like what? That seems really low. Um I just I can't buy that there's twenty one quarterbacks better than him this week. This offense is clicking. I get that, you know, Pittsburgh's got a pretty stingy D and this is gonna be a pretty <laughs> this might be a really ugly game. Um, both teams going to be pretty fired up after the last time they played, obviously. But, yeah. uh, you know, you just hope that, like, nothing bad happens and this doesn't get out of hand and, and Baker could just do Baker things. So what you got?
0: Uh, I'm going back to your highest scoring game, and I'm going with uh, Mr., Mr. Kirk Cousins. He's been very good in his last three games. Um, I mean he's been really good overall this season but really stepped it up the last three weeks and you know two of those games included road games at Kansas City and at Dallas so two other tough teams you know probably playoff bound teams I think Cousins is going to step up to the plate here today as well
1: yeah not a bad choice obviously I agree uh, my running back here, I'm going Jamal Williams for the Green Bay Packers. Um, just sitting outside the top thirty for running backs. Um, they get the Giants and you know, I just think this is gonna be a game where like they're not gonna have to rely so much on Aaron Jones. Um, they can just dump the ball off to Jamal. You know, he catches you know, catching all the balls of the backfield, especially in PPR, half PPR leagues, you know, really makes a big difference for his fantasy score. So I think he can be, you know, a decent R B three. At the very least, you know, flex type of guy.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with your lowest scoring fantasy game here. All right, man.
1: I feel like we're on the same page today. I like this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jay Ajayi. You know, it, it was kind of some slim pickings where I was looking for these guys. But, you know, he should be even more involved this week. The Eagles have a nice Easier matchup than than Seattle, and this is his former team that you know traded him to the Eagles. So I think there'll there'll be a little bit of that revenge factor in there as well. Yeah, you just got to hope so he gets so enough work. I'm, I'm was hoping it? for some, some bigger things out of uh, out of Jay. Yeah,
1: week. he just got to hope he gets more work. I think he only got like six cou- touches last week. So yeah, he didn't um, get enough. he's definitely got to get more than that to be relevant. Um, so my receiver here is Larry Fitz uh, sitting outside the top forty receivers. You know, Arizona's offense has looked good even in tough matchups. Uh so you know, I know f- a lot of people left f- Fitz out to die, you know, uh after he had a-, a bad stretch of games there. Uh but he's he's picked it back up, you know, nothing fantastic. But uh I mean, did we see the Rams just get humiliated? That secondary just isn't very good, dude. The defense passed the, you know, the front seven, which um obviously got handled pretty easily by by the by, the Ravens um, I think Kyler Murray and, and company is going to be able to Take advantage of that as well
0: Yeah Yeah so, so I have Chris Conley From the Jacksonville Yeah
1: he was one of my part. guys I like that pick
0: Tampa Bay's pass defense is horrendous that, That's all I need Done.
1: to say Done Alright let's move on to some busts So my bust here Going green or going uh, some Turkey Day picks here. I'm going Dak Prescott facing this Bills defense. Cooper hasn't looked healthy. Um, you know, Zeke's not getting it done like he has. I know Dak's, you know, in the discussion for MVP, but it hasn't been awesome for him. Um, especially last week. And there's a lot of questions around surrounding this team. I think the pressure is there. And this is, you know, Dallas does one or two things at this time of the year with all these questions, right? They either rally around it and they play lights out or they crumble. And I don't know what, why my gut's tell me like this team's crumbling. Um, um, You know, unless Cooper can get healthy, which pains me to say because I just don't really like Amari Cooper. But he obviously is a difference maker for this offense. Um I don't see Dak having a good a good game against the Bills. And even with Cooper Healthy, I'm not sure he will.
0: Yeah. So, uh, just picking up on what you were talking about with uh Fitz, I don't think Murray is gonna have a great game um, against the Rams. He's definitely not gonna pull a Lamar. Um I don't even think he's gonna pull half a Lamar, honestly.
1: Well, He's been very like, down, like down like this year. Fifty he's, points, but he's, he's had sure. some
0: good games, but I'm just not seeing it. I think the Rams are gonna have to come out and really, you know, show that they're done licking their wounds from from Monday nights.
1: Hey, if Kyler can do it against San Fran twice, by the way, I think he can do it against the Rams. That's all I'm saying. Uh so my running back here is Chris Carson. Going against my highest scoring game, but I, I'm kind of legit worried about Chris Carson here. You know, I hope I'm wrong. I've got him in like a few leagues, um, you know. But Rashard Penny had a great game last week, and it would just be one thing if like they were just riding the hot hand. But you know, Pete Carroll came out and said that he's going to keep Penny involved. There's no reason not to at this point. So, yeah, he's also facing that that stout Minnesota defense. I mean, if he doesn't get his 20 touches, 20 carries, whatever it is, I don't see Carson doing a whole lot, you know, unless he just falls in the end zone once or twice. That would be the only thing that would save his day.
0: Yeah, I I was actually going to pick Carson myself for this one, and then I saw you had him down. I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> so I will – uh I will go back to that Tampa, uh, Jacksonville game, and I'm gonna go with Mister. Um, I'm gonna go with Mister. Leonard Fournette. Uh, just Tampa Bay's rush defense is super stout. They're they're not easy to run on. They're much easier to pass on, as I already said. So I can see a little bit of a down game here for for Fournette.
1: Yeah, I can buy into that. Um, so my receiver. I'll keep this one short. Amari Cooper. See my description on deck. <laughs> yeah.
0: Done and done. Yep. Um, mine. I'm going with uh, I'm going with D Hop. New England D backs are just too freaking crazy. <laughs> um, I know Hopkins finally had a really good game last week and kind of came out. Balled out, but I don't see a repeat performance this week. Yeah, if he
1: gets Gilmore on him, he, look out, man. Um, yeah. Put a zero up on Amari last week. It's, that's hard to do. Um, I right, man, so defenses. I'm going. You know, I would have obviously picked the Jets, but uh, they kind of crept over that forty p- percent line. They're they're nearing fifty at this point. Um, so I'm going. If we're gonna keep it at that below forty percent, I'm going with the Packers. Uh, they're playing the Giants. You know the the Packers haven't been as good as they were early on, and I, I don't think anybody really believed that that was the true Packers defense. Um, but you know, going against the Giants, this is a, that's an offense that you can pick on, and so I, I like that pick.
0: Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a solid pick there. Um, I think that I will go ahead and go with. Tennessee. Um, already talked about how I think this is going to be a lower scoring game. Uh, they only gave up 19 points to Indy in the first matchup back in week two. They had three sacks. They had an interception, had a fumble recovery. Um, you know, Indy's offense, I feel like, has been playing a little bit of sloppy ball lately as well. So I think they can take advantage of that and still have a, a good showing and what should be a pretty
1: defensive battle. Cool. I like it. All right, man. That's it for the show. Um, Again, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope you listen. Hope your Thanksgiving is good. Friends, family, football, food, man. That's what it's all about. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, good luck in your leagues. And hit us up on Twitter. Twitter. And check out the site fantasy dot See y'all next week. Peace.
0: Happy holidays. Happy holiday.
1: Wrong song, man. It's not a Thanksgiving song.